Um, I'm not really sure. I don't know when's, what, when's the last time we talked. I don't know. Two weeks ago. So it was before the Thunder, before the Grizzlies, before the uh, Pelicans. Before the, before the puking guy, even, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a while ago. That's crazy. Yeah, time isn't, time isn't real. Time is not real. What's the matter with you? I don't know. I don't feel so good. What's wrong? My stomach. I think it was that cookie. The black and white? Yeah. Not getting along? I think I got David Duke and Farrakhan down there. Well, if we can't look to the cookie, where can we look? Oh, my stomach. I feel like I'm going to throw up. Wait, what about your vomit streak? I know, I haven't thrown up since June 29th, 1980. Where, where are you going? 14 years, down the drain. What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes. Jazz talk. Uh, it is. I, I am here. You can follow me on the Twitterverse at Jazz High Notes, and we are back. We took a little Thanksgiving hiatus to spend time with our pets or family or whatever. Each that eat the turkey. Um, not talk about the jazz. Not worry about the jazz. And then things went to hell, and we'll talk about that and how that happened. Um, um, Contrary to popular belief, even though he's a Kings fan, he is not the puking guy that was at the game. It is um, uh, he goes to distance forty nine though. It's uh, Jerry Barker. Hey, hey, what's up? Well, I, I don't know, but some of these Jazz losses have me feeling like I was that puking guy, right? There are some, there are some, um, some pretty nice losses in there, as uh, the the Dragon Squatch would say. Speaking of the Dragon Squatch, he is here. The puking guy, the puking guy is his hero. Uh, Dragon Squatch, um, hello, what's up, man? I'm just still trying to mentally just wrap my mind around the fact that James Bond is dead. Like, I'm still <laughs> – you guys just tell me that I don't care. I mean, I didn't think I cared about James Bond, but now I guess I do because, well, he's dead. D-E-D, dead. <laughs> God, hopefully it is just room for that very niche group of – James two Bond, um, yeah. who are James Bond fans and High Notes fans, <laughs> and haven't and hadn't seen any any of the new movies yet. So, how um, old is the new James Bond? Like a month old. Oh God! If they're a big James Bond fan, they'd already know that he's yeah. dead by now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and if we you know if yep, we root it for you, sorry, I'm gonna give us go go give us a five star review and tell us how, how you feel about that. Um, okay, guys. So okay, we're gonna go back to uh, do a quick recap, like a two sentence. Recap of the games that we missed while we were on hiatus. Uh, Jazz Kings, Jazz beat the Kings again. Uh, the like the eighth time they played the season, one twenty three, one hundred five. From um, uh, word of the day, puke. Um, you know that was a fun fun time. I'm a little upchuck there, and uh, not quite sure there's anything more besides that you you need to know from that game. Uh, the very next game, the Jazz uh, played the Grizzlies, and I guess what would be called the nut punch game. The Jazz had like a 99% chance of winning that game with 30 seconds left and somehow ended up losing. Um, hashtag Samuel Jazz, I guess. Uh, that was at home, too, so that's great. 
Um, the Jazz go to God. They played the Thunder <laughs> after that. They beat the Thunder one ten to one hundred four. Does anybody remember that game? Like what happened? Like it looked like it was a close game. Like was it a close game? I seem to have blacked that one out, but it feels like it was closer than I'm obviously it was closer than it should have been. Yeah, I, I thought that was like I thought that was like a, a pretty easy win. I thought the Jazz won that like twenty points. They, apparently not. Um, if I remember, that was a very frustrating game too because it felt like they'd snap out of it and really whoop their ass. Yeah. And I don't think they did. I mean, the Jazz beat the Thunder by six. I mean, that's pretty good. I think if you can beat the Thunder by like seventy three, that's better. But I guess if you, uh, a yeah. six point win is a, a win is a win. I guess. <laughs> what a they crazy! Didn't, they didn't. Uh, it, it was S, it was SGA. There was no SGA in that game that we really won as well. I believe, I believe Lou Dort went for. Uh, all I know, NBA yeah, well, yeah. You have to, you have to, uh, if you want to beat the Thunder, uh, you have to have no SGA, no Lou Dort, no, you know, whatever. I mean, for the Jazz, anybody else can do it, but um, uh, for the Jazz, just you have to get rid of Dort, SGA, and anybody that has a pulse on that Thunder team to beat them by more than double digits. I guess. Uh, very next I mean, game. What was that? Do you think? Do you think that that? It's, it's the curse of jazz fans having such a hard on for every Thunder player with a pulse. I think it's the curse of the jazz players just sucking, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, speaking of jazz sucking, um, uh, the very next game, hey, you know, Devontae Graham, the Graham cracker himself, um, uh, hitting a three-point shot to, to beat the jazz at home. That was fun. Um, Man, that Donovan, that Donovan three being t- taken away was... Oh, that was painful. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, like uh, Don- Donovan got a, you know, the funny thing is like, yeah, one a, a half second call away from Donovan being a hero in that game to being, you know, to being labeled uh, as, the, as the guy that lost the game for the Jazz in that one. So, yeah, it's very weird. But the Jazz come back and beat the Pelicans by 22 the very next night in the, in the baseball back-to-back. Um, and then uh, Logan's favorite team, the Portland Trailblazers, um, uh, come into town and they got their uh, they got pretty beat pretty badly too. So yeah, the Jazz were like five and two in, in that stretch, um, but man, did it, it felt a lot worse than five and two. Um, the Jazz, I mean, the Jazz should feel pretty good. Like th- their Northwest um, uh, counterparts, the the Denver Nuggets, have had like eight injuries in the past um, uh, a month. The Denver Nuggets are. Te- do, you guys know who, do you guys know who the second place team in the Northwest is right now? Second place, probably your, probably your favorite Timberwolves or something. The Timberwolves are eleven and eleven. So, uh, you know, the Jazz and Timberwolves are, are on, on on pace to face in the playoffs or something. So, um, <laughs> anyway, that's just uh, you know that's the recap of what happened um, while we were gone. Uh, Logan, how do you feel about um, uh, that uh, two week stretch since we haven't been on? It's uh, it's been it's fun uneven for sure. Um, I don't know if I have any life altering uh, take on it. We did it. We you did forget then that we you you did forget to mention that the Jazz ended the Luke Walton era. So uh, we did our community service for all those Kings Kings fans out there. So it was either him or the puking guy, one or the other. But um, how about the, the the thing that's crazy about the puking guy is that the people that sat next to him came back to their seats after the game was already out of hand. I mean, that's some commitment to be courtside. <laughs> hey, they, because you, I would have you, you, just I would have just, just bounced. Do you know how um, do you know how uh, do you know how much um, uh, um, uh, courtside tickets at a Kings game costs? Enough to puke on yourself and not yeah. even move. Pro- probably like, um, probably like at least forty bucks. I mean, and that's in, in this economy. Um, uh, it's true. Yeah, seventy-five for the pair. I would imagine. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think that 
I mean, they, they handled the Kings pretty handily. The, the Thunder was less than awesome. Um, I guess, I don't know. I guess the only ones that, that I really have any takeaways on would be it was pretty it was a pretty big bummer to be losing to um you know memphis which was a good team relatively full strength and to lose that one close at home was uh you know kind of a pretty big bummer i think from my perspective and then i think that there's just there is zero excuse for what happened against new orleans like there's just that's that's up there with the orlando loss they've had some gnarly ones this year that don't make any sense um I don't know what to take from it, really. The Indiana um, Pacers. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the losses aren't aren't really great ones. I guess the only respectable ones would maybe be the Heat ones. I I guess, but then again, that goes back to the same thought that you know when we play somebody really good, it doesn't always seem to translate. But I don't know. The fact that they wrapped it up by beating the shit out of those terrible t- Trailblazers has me higher than most things. So. <laughs> uh, Jared, I'm, uh, where, where are you feeling about them? Uh, I mean, again, the Jazz, Jazz. Out of the seven game stretch, like any seven game stretch in the season, you think okay, five and two, you'll you'll probably do pretty good if you go five and two in every seven game stretch. But where where do you feel? What do do you feel about that? (laughs) Uh, I feel I don't know, man. I I feel I feel so lukewarm about it. It's it's so weird, man, because I don't. I feel like I don't. uh, I usually care more, and this year I I just feel like I'm not caring as much, and it's a weird feeling. Um, I do have a theory um, uh, about this, and um, this will be the main topic of our, our conversation today. But um, so, like the, the the Jazz last year, wonderful, wonderful um, uh, season, right? Like it just felt like almost every game was a high because the Jazz were beating the the brakes off every team, um, yep. uh, not every team, but like you know, the the Pelicans come on in, we'll beat you by thirty, back to back. Yep, we'll do it again. You know they did it to the Mavericks. They did it to you know. I mean they had a couple. They had a couple hiccups, like weird ones against the Wolves and the Wizards. But for the most part, they were, you know, going on ten game win streaks. Um, uh, they were being the bad teams. Um, they had a couple close wins there. I mean sometimes they would lose the primetime games against like the Sixers or the Nuggets or whatever. But for the most part, they were not having these down games against the Pelicans and the Grizzlies and the Pacers and uh, the Bulls or whatever whoever it was. Um, and not even saying these teams were bad. It's just that you know when when you're a a, a top team in the league, it, we kept saying, oh, you know, this is a this is a different Jazz team because same old Jazz would struggle with them uh, with them uh, these middle to not good teams. You know, te- teams that are eighth or seventh in the West, you shouldn't have a problem with um, if you're a good team. And uh, uh, so last year was almost as costed high. A lot of that. And then it also ended in uh, you know a huge disappointment, and um, I think we're we're really the Jazz are really testing the theory for fans that you know the regular season doesn't matter anymore. They saw what happened. You know, I for me, yeah, I saw what happened last year. Cool, the Jazz were first place in the in the West for most of the year and um, uh, never let up, and you know that felt pretty good. But it still ended up with a second round disappointing loss. So. You know, we said at the beginning of the year, like, hey, you know, I, I, I didn't think the regular season mattered, especially I don't think games in November or December, even though they still count toward the standings, <coughs> excuse me, emotionally don't matter to me. And uh, when, we, when, when, when all these other sports, like, start to slow down and basketball picks up, it'll be more exciting for Jazz fans. But I kind of feel like that's where I'm, uh, 
um, we're at. Like we're not we're not getting the same highs from wins. You know, oh, we beat the Pelicans by the Jazz beat the Pelicans by twenty two points, and it almost feels like that's great, but doesn't mean anything. But then when you lose to the Pelicans by a point, holy fuck, that's it's still just, it still just like stabs you. And I'm like, God, this team, you know, you know, hashtag same old Jazz, and it feels bad. Um, the Jazz are you know fourteen and seven on the season. Um, they're still, you know, the top four of the West is, you know, we kind of said if the Jazz ended up in the top three of the West, it would be, it would feel fine. Um, Jared, like, but, you know, we, we, this is kind of playing out the way we said that we would, we'd be okay with, like, all right, regular season doesn't matter, as long as the Jazz have a, a pretty good seed, but what has kind of changed in the past month and a half that has you a little worried? Well, it's just the, the way that they're losing these games is just like, like, I mean, yeah, you're facing the Pelicans without Zion, and I can't. I can't. Brandon Ingram was just, you know, he was playing lights out that first game, and like the Jazz did not seem to care about playing any kind of defense at all. Like, and it was just, it was embarrassing. It was like the last three minutes of the game were the only three minutes where anybody gave a shit on the Jazz, and you're just like, what is going on? I mean, uh, well, you were there that game live, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I was mean, there. I mean, live. I mean you, you felt the lives. I mean, I think I barely watched it at all. So, I mean, I, I'm seeing box scores. And I see Twitter, Twitter. So, like, I don't feel it. But Logan, you probably—I assume you watched on TV um, these losses and stuff. I, I, absolutely not. That was Shrek's giving night. So, like oh. I said, you guys all wasted your time by watching that game instead of being at giving. So, um, um, I, I don't, I don't know how to process same old jazz because I don't think they're the same old jazz. And I think that that's the part that confuses me. I know the term same old jazz has evolved over time, but that's that's what's got me most confused about watching the team is. You know, I, the, the Memphis game should have wrecked me more than it did, but I didn't seem to care as much. Uh, the the uh, Pelicans one is just, I mean, you can't really defend that. I mean, there's just no way to defend that, especially when you come out the next night and win by 30. But uh, I, I, it, it's, just, it's just confusing overall because I think the problems the Jazz have still exist. I still think that def- actually, like, defensively, um, we're maybe even a little – I think we're defensively worse than we've been in a, quite a while. And those, those same glaring issues of perimeter defense still to, seem to be there offensively. It's confusing because I'm being told we have like the best offense in the league. And like, we're at a historic level to be one of the greatest offenses in the history of basketball. But when you watch it, it feels very clanky. A lot of times it doesn't feel like the same things we've seen before. And that's where we joked, I think a couple weeks ago about how the, the assist is an overrated stat, according to what Twitter's told me. Um, so it's 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 definitely been interesting. I, I the, the team I can't get a feel for them. I think that Quinn has been forced to experiment more than we than he has in the past, which I would give him more credit for. But I think that a lot of it's been dictated on <laughs> ejections and uh, injuries. So I, he has. So I, I I would still like to see more from him. He has been a little more willing to try some different things. They seem to be playing 10 deep, right? And, um, you know, white side calling people dirty words has forced him to, to, to make some changes early on. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just a very, it's, I think you, the way you describe it, I hope I'm not stealing your thunder is apathy. It's just, it's very, it's very interesting to watch them. I don't know. There's been some, some good wins and some bad ones, but I don't know. I think our weaknesses are still the same and offensively it just, it's, 
it's just been really weird. Am, am, am I alone in feeling like the offense is like when I hear we have like the best offense in the league and one of the best ones in history, is that, does that seem really confusing to anyone but me? I just don't, I don't visually, it doesn't feel like that, but yeah, cause uh, they, they can't make uh, shots and stuff like that. And it's just, yeah, it's, it is confusing. I agree. Well, it just seems like there's a lot less ball movement too, though, right? Like it seems like there's a lot, and I guess that goes in hand in hand with maybe Donovan and, and Jordan struggling for a good portion, but it doesn't seem like there's as much movement and I, there's not as much, I guess, blender action that we're used to seeing or anything really. It's been, seems like there's been more ind- individual ball play than. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying because, so. like, I mean, when they show the like net projections or whatever, or net whatever, the Jazz, I haven't seen one in a couple weeks, but like last time we talked, I think it was like Jazz were like number two in offense and number <laughs> four in defense. Like, they're still top five in both. And then the analytic crowd like pulls out, like, hey guys, but if you watch the game, there is something that looks off about the Jazz. Like, they're, the corner three doesn't look like it's an automatic shot going in anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've, we've had hot and cold Donovan, hot and cold Jordan. Um, and like, and like, when I say hot and cold, I mean like we're, we're hitting some extreme colds right now, um, which is ironic because global warming has um, kept Utah at a sixty degree pace for the all of November. Um, that's my global warming um, uh, read for the day. Um, it's all it's all related to tithing, is what I learned in <laughs> seminary in high school. Is weather patterns are all tithing based. Um, <laughs> that's that's a true story. That I've <laughs> uh, Justin, Justin Mary and the Holy Ghost, or whatever that cross thing is for the Christians out there. Yeah. Um, or Catholics that video, there, that me. video with the drought in Saint George. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I do understand what you're saying because, like, you know, like by the net, the metrics saying that the Jazz are, are really good, and again, the Jazz aren't awful. But I mean, here's the thing: the Jazz, and I'm, I'm going to kind of spin this in, in a good way, that the same old Jazz or whatever. Um, that I, again, for me, like these losses in November, they don't they don't bother me that much because I really just want I, I want the Jazz to get to at the the West, the the uh, sorry the playoffs with like a top three seed in the West, and they're, and they're doing that. You know, it's not it's not pretty or whatever, um, but nobody there's not there's not that many people who care about the sport of basketball until after the, the football's done. Like that, you know, it really starts to pick up. I mean, there's a reason why TNT won't show games on Thursday until NFL's done. You know, there, there's a lot there's a lot of there's, there's a reason why the Jazz haven't played the 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 uh, Suns and the Warriors until January because you know they they think those are going to be big rating games that they want more eyeballs on. Everybody knows that nobody cares about the NBA until um, uh, January. So, and maybe, and maybe, and maybe that's I've been trying to work through too, like what the apathy is. Because it's not like I'm really down on the Jazz. It's just I'm not down, but I'm not really high on them either. It's just kind of a very balanced, just whatever you know. And, and maybe a lot of that has to do with the matchups. I mean, I, the schedule has been super boring, with the exception of playing the Heat twice. Right? Like it's been really, it's been really soft and uneventful. Um, and maybe that's part of what feeds it. Also, just and and the fact yeah, that the I'll, Jazz... I'll save, save, save up the rest of that for later. But yeah, uh, you know the West. The West is soft. The, the West Jazz. is super. The West is super soft. Like we can't we can't use our canned phrase of the West as a bloodbath because uh, really, if the West was a bloodbath, the Jazz wouldn't be sitting in third comfortably because the West is not very good this year. Yeah, the Jazz, the, the Jazz, um, uh, uh, two or three teams. Are not taking and the problem is like having this like soft load of schedule at the beginning is like teams like the Magic, the Pacers, um, maybe not the Pelicans, but uh, the Magic, the Pacers, those guys, um, 
at the beginning of the year and still have a lot to play for. Like, there's a chance they might make the playoffs. It isn't until about, you know, mid-January when teams start to realize, okay, you know what, we need to start looking toward next year, you know, move some assets or whatever, start not necessarily tanking, but not necessarily, you know, trying to, you know, go for a championship. And those teams start to, to take their foot off the gas uh, in the, in the uh, latter, latter of the year, and the Jazz won't have those gimme games. Um, uh, so that is part of the, ap- the apathy is like, oh, boy, the Jazz are losing some of these games that they should win to teams that none of us think are going to make deep playoff runs. And so that's, that's going to hurt in the long run. That's, those, those losses will come back to haunt the Jazz later. Um, but so the fandom, like we talk about fandom, right? And it feels like a lot of the fandom – feels apathetic right now. They just maybe we're all just trying to get to a part where we can get excited about the Jazz, but is it the is it the players' fault? Are the players looking bored out there? Like do they feel like that they're, they're not giving hundred percent and maybe they're maybe these guys are taking their foot off the gas a little bit because they know what happened last year. They want to get to the playoffs as healthy as they can. And like maybe they feel like they don't care if they're an eighth seed. If they get to the playoffs healthy, they feel like they have a chance this year. Um it, 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 is anybody else feeling that, Jared? I mean, that's very possible. I, yeah, I have. It just it does kind of feel like the players um, care less about the regular season, and I mean, I, I mean, it's it's a feeling, but it it it, it seems. I mean, it, it seems very plausible. I I mean, I, I I don't question their effort. I don't think that. I, I don't I don't question the effort. I mean, the effort I think is, I mean, to be a professional, I'm to go out and to, I don't know, I, I just don't get on board with the effort thing, but I think there is more experimentation in, in their games. I think they're trying to fill some things out uh, more than, than pre- and maybe that's why the offense feels so clunky at times and things feel so interesting. I mean, Donovan has played a little bit better defense, but then the offense has seemed a little bit weird at times. Uh, so I, I don't know. It almost feels like they're using some things. This is this is more like an extended. At times, it feels like it's an extended preseason. There so you go. That That's not, what I want to hear. Not, yes. Not that, not, not that they're not trying, but they're just the effort is there. It's just that they're not. They just they're just trying different things instead of just going. You know, hey, we know that this will work in the regular season to beat this, this, and this team. But we saw that in the playoffs, that may not work. So it's almost like they're kind of toying with things and testing and tweaking things in real time. I, I mean, uh, I'm glad that I mean, you have um, uh, come to a, th- a wise man once said, uh, "The first couple months of the NBA is is basically a, pre- a long preseason season." So, yeah, there was a guy who said that once, and then yeah. and Brian Priest told me you're a fucking idiot. So. Well, he, <laughs> he's also not wrong. So, um, uh, well, yeah, both po- can be true. Po- they, they don't have a podcast anymore either. So who cares? <laughs> Uh, wait, they don't. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm just giving them shit for never putting up an episode. Up. Yeah, but welcome back. Um, uh, you know, Brian's also very, very, especially this time, we're very busy. But let's well, welcome back, um, uh, Mark and uh, Doug. The twos and threes. They had uh, tra- they had your brother, um, uh, Travis L. Cox, on um, uh, uh, their, their latest episode. So, I think the odds of Travis Lincoln Cox claiming me as his brother is as high as your guys' great governor is claiming to be my uncle. <laughs> I don't think there's very much of a shot that that's going to happen. But the, hey, if the, you do, if you, if you do want to listen to their preseason predictions, it was kind of an interesting episode. I'm about halfway through, so um, it's uh, they, they they have had their preseason predictions and where they are. So it's a so far it's been a good listen. They are the exact opposite of what we are. So everything <laughs> we're saying is negative. They are somehow viewing as positive. 
Uh, so I, tra- is, I tried to spin this as a positive. Like we won the championship. <laughs> I've tried to spin that podcast. I, I I'm, 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 I'm holding out hope because Mark says he's going to have Doug in the episode talk him off the ledge. I'm really eager to see what Mark's version of the ledge is. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, one, one time I am uh, so you know Sundance the the film festival up here. Um, we went to this documentary about Elmo, which was actually really good, and. Um, we went with a couple friends and they're like, Oh, we don't want to go see a documentary about Elmo. I'm like, it's fucking Elmo. How do you not want to go see a documentary about Elmo? Like, whatever. They went to go see some international independent film. I'm like, all right, whatever. And, uh, anyway, we go see, and the documentary was great by the way. And the guy who actually played fucking Elmo was there. And so was Elmo. And we're like, Oh my God, Elmo's here. And so every time I heard the ledge, I, they went to go see a movie called the ledge. And when I when I when I met up with the after, I'm like, they're like, oh, how was your movie? Good. We met Elmo. How was your movie? Did you meet the ledge? Anyway, that's uh, that's my story about the ledge. That's uh, true. Well, and I guess if you, I mean, I guess if you met the guy who plays Elmo, you were bound to meet Elmo. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, I mean, I mean, but Elmo was there, the puppet. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean go, yeah. go to Sundance. Right? I mean, go to Sundance. I think actually, I think Sundance brought COVID to Utah. That's uh, that's my theory. Um. <laughs> And the goddamn liberals. <laughs> that was fucking. I don't. I don't know. Are they, are they Hollywood types? Or they're like they're independent filmmakers. I guess there's some. There's like JGLs there and shit. So, um, Bob Redford. J, what's a what's a JGL? Uh, Joseph Gordon uh, Gordon Levitt, Third Rock from the Sun, Mister Third Rock from the Sun oh. himself. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah. Um, no, it's Mr. Angels in the outfield. <laughs> that's uh, also true. Uh, hold me closer, Tony Danza. Um. Yeah. So my back- mom hated my mom hated that part so much. Like she was just like Angels in the Outfield was ruined for her because of the fact that they encouraged that boy to lie. Like that's just <laughs> she couldn't she could not take the fact that they had him lie to Tony Danza. <laughs> I mean, she just she's probably gonna be really upset when she hears it. She's gonna have flashbacks to oh, having man. that yeah. little boy come out and flap his um, wings, and there was no angels because there's no angels in championships, as Christopher Lloyd told us. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot Tony Danza was in that movie. Holy crap. Hey. Oh, he was. Uh, he, yeah. he, he's yeah, gonna he's, die. He's, spoiler alert: He's gonna die too, like James Bond. So that's why he's there checking up on him. Too many, too, <laughs> many, too, too, too many, many cigarettes. Yep, too many years of smoking. So if you're smoking right now, um, sorry. This is a perfect time to um, uh, go to our five star reviews, folks. Um, uh, we we got one since one of the last times that we we uh, uh, came on air. I'm gonna read it. It's uh, titled "Loyal Fan" by M A Moore One. I don't know who that could be, but. I only listen to addiction recovery podcasts, so that's cool. However, I have started listening every week to this one, uh, speaking of the high notes. Given that, you should feel honored that I listen. We do feel honored that you listen to to this one uh, with your addiction recovery podcast. There might be a correlation there, actually. Um, Actually, uh, always insightful, but I always love the banter back and forth. Uh, I'm a little biased, but Logan is my favorite part of the pod. Thank you for making me smile. Thank you, M.A. Moore One. So... um, Familiar, familiar, familiar sounding name. Yes. So, um, uh, yeah. Ho- hopefully, we'll maybe we'll have a produce section uh, later today to talk about it. This. What was that? <laughs> oh, I, I say it one more time. I am. Uh, I lost you. 
I said, no, this, this, this is definitely an addiction recovery podcast. <laughs> uh, we're re, we, we, we relapse on the jazz. On the jazz. On, oh, yeah, that's what I said. There's multiple, definitely multiple weekly basis. Yeah, people coming back to this podcast, so we'll attest to that. So um, real quick, let me just let, let's wrap back around to apathy on the jazz. Because, like, yeah, I mean, as a fan, I do feel like, oh, my God. Like, last year was just so different than any other year as a jazz fan because of how well they did in the pre the season and then preseason, same thing. Um, how well they were doing in the season and there was this constant high that we're on. And now it feels like, you know, you know, as addicts know that if you withdraw from those, uh, you you, t- you take those wins away, um, uh, you start to crash. And, uh, you know, it feels like we're going, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make this full circle. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're, we're like addicts going through withdrawal. Um, and um, uh, you know, so again, the wins don't. You know, when you take when you take so many drugs, you have to um, uh, do more and more and more to start getting those high get highs again. Um, and those losses are still those crashes are still going to hurt, but those wins don't give you the same kind of high um, as um, uh, they used to. And uh, maybe it will change, but I mean, the Jazz looking bored. The, the the problem is that the Warriors look great, and guess what? The Suns after going one and three. Are now like eighteen and three, and just beat the Warriors uh, a few nights ago. Um, they don't look bored. They look fine. Then they and th- that team went to the finals last year. You know, so whatever. You know, do, do, do you remember on this podcast where like we thought about we were trying to bury them early, and we were just like I was giving all the cliche answers to why they were done. I don't think they've lost since then. Yeah, I mean, um, they. I think Chris Paul listens and was like, "Fuck that guy, fuck that squad." If, if, if there's anyone who's going to ruin my life, it'd be Chris Paul. I think Prison Mike. I think Prison Mike tweeted out the the uh, the Suns' win streak is long enough now that Carl Malone no longer has interest. <laughs> so you can read for whatever that means. But uh, seventeen. I'm still trying to. Huh? I'm still trying to figure. No, it's eight, it's eighteen. Eighteen. Um, <laughs> but it's no. I, that, that, that's what I was going to touch on. Is I think that the apathy for me comes from. Uh, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm still going to I'm still leaving this team to be determined. I'm not leaning one way or another not super high or super low, but like, I think I, I, Jesus, that's a hell of a sneeze. Um, the, the, uh, the Suns and the, the Warriors looking good is the part that feels probably most concerning. The funny thing is that they, the, the <laughs> listeners can't hear me sneeze because my mic's off, but you guys can hear me sneeze because we're on the phone. Yeah. Lucky, lucky us. That was wet and juicy. Um, was, uh... yeah. So the Suns and the Suns and Warriors are doing so well. And like, again, we, we started, we, we, that's why we kind of do those preseason things to kind of gauge where we are at the beginning of the year. And I don't think any of us were like, we think the Jazz are going to be, you know, like last year where they're just run, running away with the, the number one seed. Um, you know, I, I think all of a sudden they could be anywhere from one to three. We, we were just weren't sure. And they look like they're three right now. But, man, the gap between two and three looks like it's huge. Um, yeah. And it's, it, we're a quarter. And the thing is that we're a quarter of the way through the season. At some point, you know, those gaps that don't look that big, you know, be, you know, three games um, mid-season, like, oh, boy, you know, so, someone's got to drop somewhere. And if the Suns keep playing the way they – I haven't seen a lot of Suns games. I don't know how well they're playing. I just assume they're doing the same thing they did last year. They brought back pretty much the same um, – They got they, – they, they came back even better. Like, they've got even more – like, they, they came back with – I was going to say the Suns look like they're even better than last year. And then – Let's not forget this was the team that was in the the the, the finals, the finals. Yeah. up up two zero, and so all these guys have more experience and more 
more knowledge of being there. So these guys are all a year better, and they've added some even better pieces around them. They've got much Shamit on the team now, too, and they've got even more uh, McGee is there now instead of Darich. And so, I mean, they just they, they seem to have even gotten a little bit better on the margins, which is the part that uh, – It's frustrating. Yeah, definitely, because they 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 they're, they were going they were going to get better this year just based upon what they experienced last year, and right. then they add some more pieces. Golden State um, is is scary because I know this is going to be shocking. Um, this is the first time you guys have probably ever heard this, but you know Clay's coming back too. So um, <gasps> I know I no one's tweeted that out yet. But the um, chemistry, but, uh, the team yeah. chemistry. <laughs> That, 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 that team looks really good. They're yeah. very well-rounded, and I think that the part that I haven't heard anyone else make comments on is, yes, Clay's coming back, which is, you know, scary, because even if he's 70% of what he was, that's ridiculous. Um, but I think that also the Warriors have enough pieces they could make a large move if they wanted to. If they start to sputter a little bit, they've got some good pieces that they could Packaged together for a number of superstars who are available currently. So and that's um, uh, yeah. The Jazz do not have those same pieces. So yeah, um, yeah. So they've got it, a lot. They've got a lot of good, really, really good pieces they can put together to do something with yeah. um, if they if they chose to. But they they not got, saying they will. But right. if, I mean, I'm saying worst case, if they either keep clipping and keep looking really, really good and keep looking like the championship team that revolutionized the way the game of basketball was played, or they sputter and they can you know switch things up and get someone else out there who's dangling which is not super fun to think about right remember when the, remember when the jazz were like had Kawhi leonard go out chris paul was in covid protocol and we we're like oh my god the, the wall the <laughs> there's gonna be they're gonna be an asterisk next to their championship i remember people yeah. saying that i'm like oh my god they're this is yeah. the, the jinx is coming the jinx is coming hey i'm mark and this is doug what's up and we're co-hosts of a weekly podcast on the Utah Jazz called Twos and Threes. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts on your feed every Monday morning. Mark's my big brother, and you could say this podcast is a family affair, but really we think of the Jazz and Jazz Nation as our family. So we'd love for you to participate with us to listen, and really, let's do this together. Go Jazz. Go Jazz. Be our family. Boom. Now, now let's talk about so with the Jazz here and um, yeah, we, uh, the asterisk really threw me out, threw my train train of thought off. Um, <laughs> Just think about Terrence, man. There seems to be <laughs> there seems to be like a ceiling right now, right? The Jazz, and the, that, that's the, the the kind of the shitty part about the NBA is that getting to the second round shouldn't feel like such a disappointment, like as it is every year for the Jazz. Like college sports has it right for. Like, oh, let's make 84 bowl games so so many teams go home happy, right? Um, all, all these teams are all, all these fans will cheer for mediocre play because there's there's something at the end of the tunnel for them. There's something they can, they can say, hey, we are this champ or whatever, and that that makes them feel good about not being the national champion. But in the NBA, you know, it's like I'll, I'll, if I go on Twitter right now, I'm like, hey guys, what what? Will be a happy season for you. Like, I'm a, what result will be will, will make you feel good about this Jazz season? And I think a majority of people will say Western Conference Finals because yeah. they haven't done that in so long. But what that also tells me is that they're probably just a top four team in the NBA. You know, because because getting to the top is hard. Winning that championship is really hard, and it feels like 
you know, we're setting our expectations that Western Conference Finals, if you get there, that all, then everything else is house money. But with this Jazz team, I, I guess if you think that the Western Conference Finals is like after that, you know, it's, it's fine. It's because you think that if you make the Western Conference Finals this year, you'll eventually get to the finals in the next couple of years. Like, you know, it's, it's a slow progression. But sometimes, you, you know, even if you break through that second round ceiling, this Jazz team is pretty old. A lot of their key players are going to be on the wrong side of 30 soon. Um, and, their, and their key players are getting closer to, to 30. And so, uh, you know, and, and, this, and not only that, some of these key players have a chance to get out within a year or two. So um, this Jazz team, I, I don't know. I, I guess my point is I feel like this might be the Jazz's last, like the window is closing very quickly on this Jazz team. And I don't know, part of that frustrates me, and I don't know if I have a point of bringing that up, but I don't know. You were talking about asterisks and all that stuff, and that's what that's what popped in my head, I guess. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you I'm not too negative on the Jazz yet, but you're just doing your damnedest to drag me down is what you're doing. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, not negative. You're still you're still neutral. Well, listen to this. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I, I'm a greedy, I'm a greedy little whore. Like I'm the kind of guy who like. I don't like Western Conference Finals means nothing to me. Finals means nothing to me. Like I want a championship, right. and nothing else will satisfy. So, the, the flip side of that being, if you get bounced in the first and second round, you can go to hell too. So it's like I'm just I'm very greedy. I'm a greedy little whore, and I want the rings. Okay, let me let me just, um, uh, let me see if I can spin this I'm, into I'm, a. I'm a hundred percent. I've seen this photo on the tour too. I'm a hundred percent rings with double Z's culture. <laughs> so yes, I will be rings. Z, 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 rings, zing, 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 zing. Let me see if I can spin this um, uh, into Kobe. a positive for you. So the Jazz are like, so. Let's say the Jazz. This keeps up. Like let's say the Suns and, and Warriors are just looks like they're just a tier above the Jazz, and we get to the end of January. The Jazz are still fine. The Jazz are still top three in the West. They look like they're better than the Lakers, the Clippers, or whatever, you know, whoever else is out there. But they're still just, like, chasing the Suns and the um, Warriors. Uh, last year, the Jazz were doing so good midseason, even though that, like, you know, we talked about it and we kind of heard other people talk about the cracks in the foundation. If you're not first in the West, if you're not blowing everybody out of the water, that also takes away the excuse to not patch up those cracks in the foundation. And so maybe this, like, maybe this will be a wake-up call. Maybe the front office is also um, a rings culture and go, we want the championship. And if they feel the pressure that the window is closing, then they make a move. And, yeah, there, there, there could be some unpopular moves. And, and I know people hate talking about this. There are some people out there who are like, no, they want to win with this Jazz team. But maybe this, you know, maybe this roster – Needs an offense. I get that. That's me trying to be positive. Did I, did I do a good job or not? Needs, I don't a, know. needs a shot in the arm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I, I don't know if that was just just just, you know, just we need a little more heroin. We need a little more heroin Barnes. Harrison <laughs> Harrison heroin Barnes. Uh, uh, that hey, that could be on the table now. I mean, the if the Kings if the Kings don't make that leap like we kind of um, uh, thought they would, that could be on the table. So well, Jer- well, Jerry, you're the one. I mean, you're you're the one who sh- showed us in a tweet. I believe we found that. Uh, Dan Clayton, we always knew he was a loyal listener of the pod, but he, he obviously stole one of our, our thoughts and, and ran with it on Twitter. I never did see the thread because I was a little drunk from Trek's giving, but um, what, what what was that like? There was something mentioned about the upside being that perhaps these struggles may force the Jazz to make some moves. Is that essentially what it said? I don't recall. Uh, yeah, he's also, let's see, the tweet you were referencing uh, 
flip side, he says, flip side, of course, maybe if some early drama helps Brass feel okay about some moves, maybe that's exactly what gets them over the hump, being the Jap. Uh, but it could just as easily backfire, especially if the stuff lying under the surface involves guys who really matter to their, their identity, right? And, yeah. I mean, know, it's, it, it's a long thread. I mean, that's so. the thing about like trading, like tr- trying to trade to add something else. There's, there's a gamble, right? There's always a gamble. Um, and I, I guess the gamble is like, for me, is like, if you don't think your team's going to be able to win the championship regardless, you know, it, it, I, it's weird because I was talking to uh, Lex last week, you know, our, our friend Mills Forever there, at Mills Forever. Uh, I, I was going to say, first of all, I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I will be sending a letter to Dan. I think he's in Utah now, so it should be slower mail for, uh, I'll be collecting a fee for him taking my idea. But also, um, he sound that sounds a little more anarchist than I thought. That made it sound like maybe the way I'm reading that is that maybe the real problems on your team were the core foundation pieces. That's the way I read that tweet, <laughs> uh, or that the, the latter part of that tweet. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, uh, which is conf- that's a little confusing because usually Dan's the one talking people off the ledge. It's one of my greatest enjoyments is watching Dan and Clayton. Uh, go at it with the jazz fans. It's always fun. Um, <laughs> um, I guess what I, I, I sorry, I had to like collect my thoughts about the, what Lex because Lex was saying like the jazz have not been really bad in the thirty some odd years that we watched them. Like the jazz have been consistently good, right? Like there was a, there was that one like spot for like four years, five years where they didn't make the playoffs, but they they've been pretty good for 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 quite a while. Um, you know, there was the Malone Stockton era, then there, then we had a small break, D Will, Booze, Memo era, era, small break, and then, you know, now this era, right? And, um, you know, the, but then you look at the King, I always, I always bring the Kings up because, you know, the Kings have this like really high peak that they almost made it, you know, and maybe some shenanigans happen and it cost them the, cost them their title. Um, and then, but now they haven't been able to recover since what? 2005, six, whatever that was. So, yeah, and they weren't really good before that either, though. So it's kind of a, um, I mean, they had the one they did. That's, that's kind of their only run in their history, I think. Yeah, but that was kind of like the Larry. That was like the Miller family motto, though, right? Like, that's just you know we're. I, I think that's what we all kind of grew up and drove us crazy about the Kevin O'Connor era and the Larry H. Miller reign. Was it felt like they were comfortable with that? Yeah, we're um, just competing. Was the very yeah? Strong. I, I wanna, I wanna like make this a, a longer thread or something someday for us to, to kind of delve into like, because because I, I, I've talked about this, I have talked about it, like comparing us to the Kings to compare the Jazz to the Kings a lot. That you know the Jazz have been consistently good, but never to the next tier. And sometimes you have to make that move to see if you get the next tier. But is it worth like losing and becoming the Kings for five years or six years or whatever it is? So. Probably um, closer to being the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, the Blazers haven't really had a lot of depth. <laughs> um, I mean, being serious, they I mean, haven't really had it. I mean, how many times have the Blazers been, like, really bad? Yeah, the Blazers. I mean, even, even when the Jazz – I mean, the, one of the teams that Jordan took out in his run was the Blazers, right? Like, that was one of his six rings. So, yeah. I mean, the Bla- and the Blazers actually have a championship in, like, the 70s, I think. Yeah, Bill Walton. Yeah, I think so, I'm, uh, I mean, the, the Blazers are always decent. Yeah, um, I think I'm uh, – uh, Last year, I compared the Jazz to the Blazers because, especially like two stars who who fit together but also don't fit together. I think it was sort of like my my comp that CJ McCollum and Dame was like you have two really good stars, but maybe you have to trade one of them or do something to complement them better 
and they kind of maybe felt by the Jazz. Like the Jazz have two young stars, Gobert and, and Donovan, and they sort of fit together, but they also don't sort of fit together. And I, mean, I, I think the bigger story there is it's really hard to find that third piece. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that third piece is hard to find, especially uh, in a medium-sized market. The oh. only, only team that could do that was the Thunder, and they ended up trading their third piece that turned out to be James Harden. Right? Yep, and, well, and the Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks took a huge risk last year, traded away five, five, six years into the future to get, oh, excuse me, to get their third piece, and it didn't look like it was. I mean, they they were literally uh, 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 an inch away from having that fail and having to blow it up. So it's, it's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confused by that. I saw that. I mean, one one thing that's one of my pet peeves as well, because there's a lot of them, because I just hate people in general for the most part. But uh, telling me what another team does doesn't mean anything to me. Um, like, I don't care what Milwaukee did last year. I don't care what other teams did. It's not the Jazz. And second of all, like it was just, I think it was our guy Riley. He tweeted out the the what what. Uh, Milwaukee was at last year, and he uh, he tweeted out something that was like fundamentally wrong, which was with largely the same roster. That's not true. I mean, did I mean Giannis and Middleton were there, but they pretty well gutted that in the, oh, yeah. like half that team. We were talking about it one night on this podcast where even the role players were changed and gutted and removed. I mean, yeah. Drew Holiday was a huge change. So I mean, if we're going to c- compare that, I guess we could maybe that the, the the Jazz are working in new pieces, but. Uh, I mean, you know that's me. just, that, I, I, that, that, I love trade talk. Bring, give well, to but, me. I mean, but, but I mean, it's just not true, though, right? I mean, the, the Drew Holiday was a big trade, and Portis wasn't there. Tucker wasn't there. We're talking about integral parts of their championship team um, changed. So okay. it's just not fundamentally right. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll get PJ Tucker in the buyout market. Don't worry about it. The buyout market. Yeah. That's what that's what we're looking forward to this year. You you <laughs> love a good you love a good buyout market. It's your it's your wettest of wet trains. Yeah. Uh, oh, buyout market. Yes, I can't believe the Jazz are going to get LeBron James in the buyout market. Yes. <laughs> um, the COVID. All right. So uh, he doesn't have COVID. He he got eight <laughs> negative tests. Fake tests, you know. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. Um. Yeah. So, do you think that? Do you, do you think that Ennis Freedom gets a standing ovation tomorrow? Oh, <laughs> he might. That's a, uh, a complicated. That's a complicated. What's the Jasmine? Right what's the Jasmine, Logan? <laughs> well, he, he's he, he's just a complicated little character because it's yeah. hard to figure out what side of the fence he's standing on. Um, America side, all right. That's he. He, he, sometimes, he chose it. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, Ennis Cantor should not get, but he wants the jazz man. Anybody who's ever been a jazz man should, should um, uh, not get booed. Well, he's um, a big Fox except, News star now, too, so it should yeah, help yeah, his yeah, cause. Yeah. Except Hayward or Cantor. No, that's, no, no, no. Once exactly. a jazz man, the, the, the saying is once a jazz man, always yeah, a jazz man. I'm print on that saying. Once a jazz man, Grayson Allen, once a jazz man, always a jazz man. All Gordon Hayward has to do is go on Fox News and say he never saw racism take place ever in Utah. <laughs> he will be golden. Yeah. Done. They will build his statue and they will fly that flag. Yeah. There, there, are, there are no exceptions to it. Like, they will probably burn Gail's house down. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, does the back of his jersey say freedom now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So somebody tweeted out that he he's the only one that, that got to keep his uh, uh, bubble jersey. So. Oh, God, that's funny. That's, um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> There's definitely some interesting reading. Like if you think that you know the if you think you know what you're talking about when it comes to Ennis Cantor, I encourage you to read a little more, especially if you think it's a one sided situation because he's got he's just he's just being very interesting. Where yeah. I thought he was on one side of issues and he's doesn't appear to be. It's very very confusing. I just stumbled upon a, a couple a couple of threads that kind of made me like 
you know, you, you know, the gift for the guy's eyes get really big and kind of shakes his head. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Or that. In, <laughs> I, in think both directions. A, I think Ennis is a terrorist in Turkey. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the government, he's not allowed to go back home. I yeah, mean. well, he's a terrorist. So uh, anyway, I hope he gets cheered because once a jazz man, always a jazz man. <laughs> Uh, him, Derek Fisher, and Mark Jackson. He's gonna, he's gonna be, he's gonna be introduced as Enos Freedom tomorrow. So uh, Enos Cantor Freedom. Well, yeah, that... the Under Cantor Freedom. Um, yeah, the fact that it's so close to Cant Freedom is just, just <laughs> that, that pretty well writes itself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have no idea what we were talking about why I brought up Enos Cantor, but I just wanted to. Oh, I, 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 I'll talk I talk about Ennis Catcher all the time. Like I'm, uh, you know, I, I believe he, I believe I'm, uh, he gets a bad rap for him, uh, and the fact that people um, uh, love Derek Favors but not Ennis Catcher is, is crazy to me. So, hey, <laughs> who's really who's really going for it today? He's going, he's going full hill. He's going full hill turn. He's like, he's yeah. like, you know that, you know that, you know that meme where it looks like Hulk Hogan's about to paint that that racial slur on the side of the airplane. Well, what, well, what, the, the what the fuck are the Thunder doing not playing Derek Favors today? There's no way. There's no no way they lose by 73 points if, if Derek Favors plays in that game. Did he play today? No. Because oh. the Thunder are idiots. If, if, they, they, if they want to lose by less than 73, you play Derek Favors. <laughs> You're such a troll. <laughs> I, I just gave him a compliment. What do you want from me? Uh, I thought you were joking. I thought you were just lying. <laughs> It's all. That's all of the. That's all of the favors. That's all the favors that he can muster up. Um, I, I, I didn't think he was being. Derek Favors would not have. Derek Favors would not let a seventy-three point loss happen on his watch. What an awful loss! He would cut it to sixty-nine easily with his four points a game. <laughs> uh, I, I think. I think we've really lost. You know, like I think the problem is like we. We all say we don't care about listeners, but we're vain. We all want listeners. I think the problem is we are not, we're not like angling to our audience because there is a lot of sky is falling jazz Twitter, and we just need to fully embrace it. Just get in there and just say this is the podcast for people who think Quinn Snyder is a piece of shit. <laughs> Ryan Qualtrics can go to hell. Ryan Qualtrics um, makes a makes a bad survey site. <laughs> all, all I'm saying, and I think it was your guy uh, Jared Noter Blaine. Tweeted yep. it out. It was, a, it was a brilliant tweet. Ryan Smith is stealing jobs from the working American. He took oh, is the caddy? Oh my god, the caddy job. job! Holy give shit! Me a, <laughs> give me a break. You know, go buy your own fucking golf course. <laughs> go caddy for yourself. Don't <laughs> take that job away from someone. So, <laughs> Tony Finau. Tony Finau should have gone and got a homeless guy off the street to caddy for him. Exactly. I mean, now Tony Finau's former caddy came in by Christmas presents for his kids because Ryan Smith had to fulfill a while a childhood dream to go golf in the Bahamas. I mean, give me a fucking break. I'm not, I'm not buying this Ryan. I'm not buying buying this Ryan Smith love fest. I think he's a sneaky little shithead. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, uh, well, welcome back to the high notes, everybody. When you talk. It feels good to go full heel. Yeah, right. Like uh, this is this is Hulk Hogan bashing the beach. Because um, you know, you know what the best part is because if the Jazz win a championship, like holier than thou Twitter and, and and Rainbow's Twitter, they actually don't get to stop us from celebrating either. So that's the best part. Like <laughs> they can't, they don't actually control us. So actually, like we're in a win-win because if they fall flat on their dicks, so like, yep, see, that's what. Yeah, they, they if, on their it, dicks. yeah when they win that, when they win that trophy, I'm ordering a swagger belt. I'm going to wear that shit around everywhere. <laughs> you should wear the swagger belt around. 
it's a, it's a little I pricey know. right now. I, yeah, I, I know. know it's more. I know it's more of it. Yeah, those things are those things are pricey. Yeah. Um, I, I just keep hoping if I retweet them enough, eventually it'll just give me one for a, thir- <laughs> a third of the cost. Of with the yeah, like I would design yours. I'm um, with the uh, the American Eagle. I'm a boner gift. <laughs> gif i don't give a shit what's on i'll even take one of the byu ones if you give it to me for free um, <laughs> uh yeah i want to you i want a uvu one ronnie price is smiling somewhere right now you guys well what's the first thing you all thought about when you saw the, the byu basketball went down my first thought was ronnie price no my mine's my, my, uh, my, mark matson because of his dancing. Oh, that's right. But yeah. I always think of Utah Valley. Well, yeah, he, 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 Ronnie he, Price. Well, I mean, he, he wasn't Utah Valley. He was a, a Utah. What was it before that? Shit. He was he was UVSC baby. UVSC yeah. baby. Yes, right. U, Utah that's Valley the same so college. Right? Yeah, well, it is, but he wasn't UV. That's right. UVSC. That's where it was. Thank you. Uh, and I came to come to find out, everyone on Twitter also is an alumnus from UVU, which is. Kind of interesting. What's a, what's a Wolverine? Always a Wolverine. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was really shocking to see how many of them graduated with one of their seventeen degrees from there. Yeah, Sam, uh, Sam Farnsworth from uh, Sam Farnsworth of KSL. He's a he's a Wolverine. I think they have the most students out of any out of any. Probably. School. I mean, fat, fat, fat Chris said this a long time ago, and he meant it. Uh, a, a college education means pretty close to nothing in the state of Utah because everyone has like seventeen master's degrees. Um, it's like gone. You better make sure so you better make sure Fat Chris listens to this. I, I do this pod specifically for him. So I do too. Um, yeah, man. So and Fat Chris uh, also has seventeen master's degrees, and his mom has eighteen. So it's not as though he's saying he's not right. Yeah, do like it too, mean, he, he knows he knows he's up. Mama, about. Mama Bate has every master's degree and bachelor's degree that Weber State offers. Um, <laughs> she has all of them. She's got a lot, 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 lot of learning. Horticulture, you know, horticulture. And she and she's got an A six pass. So never forget that. That's right <laughs> by this. That's that's right next to the stadium parking. That's a, that, that, that that's where the rich uh, that that's where the, the that really that money comes from for Weber State. Um, all right. So I don't know how we're gonna try. Either that, or it's a, either that, it's a really good way to keep pushing your student loans off and keep going to college. Um, <laughs> yes, that's also true. Uh, my brother works for a nonprofit, and, and so get this. Apparently, if you work for a nonprofit for ten years, they wipe away your uh, uh, student loans. But to me, so number one, to be at a job for ten years, I don't know, seems kind of hard. Number one, uh, number two, because like he, just last year, like he he was looking to switch his job seven years into his uh, you know ten year nonprofit job because um, he was kind of tired of it. Now he's just like, ah, oh, I might as well wait two more years. Because, like, yeah, what happens if you, like, find a, at, at year nine you haven't been paying off your student loans and decide to go to another job? Like, holy shit, you know, like, you're paying another $100,000. is crazy to me, but... Anyway, yeah, but I mean, but I mean, if you if you go nine full years, you don't have the foresight to know that's waiting. You deserve the hundred thousand <laughs> student loans. I mean, just I mean, you can do anything for a year, just grind it out. Yeah. So uh, that's um, uh, that was that was like my high school dating um, uh, life. So there you go. <laughs> do anything for a year? No, I yeah, I, 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 I would grind it out for a year. With my, uh, yeah, I my, mean, speaking of which, I, I just recently joined <laughs> Instagram, so I'm catching up on whatever what everyone's up to in life. Oh. twenty years later, it's been it's been fascinating. Speaking of watching former grinds grow oh, up, gross. Um, like like you you follow people that like you actually know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, I mean, I know I don't. Have, I've never had Facebook, so like people have had like entire lives. I know that for the rest of you, it's like yeah, it's normal, but like. I just it's just, it really blows my mind to see so many of them being grown up adults. I mean, I am too. I'm, I'm just, just hoping uh, that these IG models that I keep following will like stick at my profile one day. And be like, oh, that guy's cute. 
I went through your I went through your, I, your IG followers to see if I could find friends because I was looking for people that I knew. And I'll just say yours is very interesting towards the bottom. Um, right. The, the people. You, yeah. I was like, whoa, hello. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I accidentally, oh, I did accidentally followed all 17 of those. That did, how did that happen? <laughs> Why is it every time you load your Instagram, which is butt cheeks on the top? I don't even. <laughs> how did that get there? Are these ads? Oh, God damn it. I would, it's Sue's fault. I just went there, you know, I was looking at whose followers and these pornos, <laughs> these porno girls just seem to follow me. It's the algorithm. It's the algorithm. Um, <laughs> we have not talked about the jazz. I think, the, I think the best part of all this is like, it's like the first half of the pod was like, talk about the jazz. We're like forcing it. Oh, yeah, jazz. Uh, then it's like, let's talk about other weird big stuff. Booty, big, no big booty hoes. Yeah, big booty bitches. <laughs> and then we're all fired up and we're excited. And we're giving life advice on how stupid student loans are. And this cantor is a piece of shit. I'm confident in that. Um, <laughs> so is Derek Favors. He's a terrorist. Um, Derek, Derek Favors is not a terrorist. Not, no, not a terrorist. Not a terrorist. <laughs> That we know of. I never say never. Um, um, I wonder if Derek sold his house in Utah yet. We should ask uh, Brown Bear. That that was like the the. the is Brown Bear living in his house? Well, that, that was like the key <laughs> detail. Like like um, uh, Derek Favors still had a house in Salt Lake, guys. He's coming back to Utah, and then he came back, and then the Jazz shipped him away again, like he was nothing. The Jazz did do him pretty dirty. Oh, Another yeah. reason why, if you love Derek Favors, you have to hate Ryan Qualtrics because yeah. he just. Brought him in for one day and then kicked him out the next day. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Culture was, like, was like, fuck your feelings. You know what? Hassan Whiteside will do it better and for cheaper. And yeah. he was right. And way, and way, way better. And if we yeah. look at their total careers, Hassan Whiteside's always been much better than yes, so. was. Um, yeah, and he, and he, he, that, he doesn't fit, that doesn't that doesn't fit my narrative. Damn, <laughs> oh, I mean, he can still be a piece of shit plus a good businessman. So, because he's a businessman. Yeah. And um, the best part was he got to blame Dennis Lindsay for all of it. Oh yeah. Man, he's a businessman. Always have a fall. Always have always have a fall, man. I'm pretty sure that he's the one who probably wanted to draft Doc. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's like he's like he's like he's like Desmond Bain. Have you seen him? He is gorgeous. I don't want anyone taking my shine with my backwards cap and my nice Air Force ones. Like you get that gorgeous man and get him the fuck out of here. Bring me in Doc and his broken ankles. Uh, I don't want it. Oh boy, his ankles. Uh, You know he he had length. People, low, it's like the Raiders when they would just draft the fastest guy in the, in the draft, right? Anybody, anybody who had long length, the Jazz were like, "Oh yeah, give that Gumby looking, give me, give me that Gumby looking player, get him over here." Yeah, the well, Raiders and the Raiders and Speed probably not a well, what they, combination right now. What they didn't yeah. realize is that he also drives that fast. So. Yeah, mm. scary. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this is this is getting to a point where we're talking about a dead girl, so I'm not gonna. Let's hey, just, let's just, yeah. Just drove that fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was the old Raiders. That was Al Davis. Al that Davis was Al Davis. speed. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Logan, uh, it's time. Let's get let's get to Marne, Marne's uh, produce section. Okay, let me see. I gotta go back to my phone. Fill, fill the lettuce. Fill the tomatoes. I know you, he was giving us a tour of his Christmas tree. His house is up. Uh, I didn't see the elf, but I'm sure the elf is uh, nice and. Uh, Nice and cozy, so. Yeah, the elf's name is Quifina. Quifina. She's at her mom's this week, so Quifina can stay in the Barbie house for a couple of days. Um, I got to, you know, I want to shout out Tony Parker, not that Tony Parker, but uh, (laughs) TJ Park, TJ Park 90. Uh, We had a hell of a time with the puking, man. I mean, 
he he just went out of his way to tag me on the puking guy repeatedly, and that meant a lot to me because that's my I mean, cousin. What's that? My cousin Tony. Is it really? Yeah, he's a good dude. So, that's hilarious because I mean we very we very rarely cross paths, but when we do, it's always extremely memorable. And the fact that we hadn't crossed paths in a while, and he just saw the puking man and immediately tagged me and made me know that I was doing what I was. I really, my brand is strong. Um, that's, um, that's hilarious. Look, well, before you go on, I was going to say because he responded to a tweet that Jared helped help me out today. I'm uh, doing a little Marvel thing. I need people to vote on Marvel movies, but and I was like, oh, Tony Parker. So I knew who you're talking about because it's like it's Tony Parker, but not that Tony Parker. Um, speaking of the puking guy, Logan, Jared. So I, I do have a, a puke. Do you guys have a, a good puke story? Because, I mean, according to Ben, I, I, everybody has a good puke I've, story. I've actually got a fantastic puke story, but I'll, I'll share it with you after I finish my shout-outs here. All right. Well, I, okay, I we'll do puke story. I think we have a hard time topping my puke story. It's pretty fucking good. Okay. Um, uh, then uh, Utah, his name is just Jazz Man. It's Utah TR. Um, always does, he does a great job of interacting with the rest of us as well. Um, Grouch Potato 20 always delivers the goods. Uh, Grouch Potato 20 is a worthwhile follow. And also, uh, Just a Girl Fed Up. I, I Quite a few times today, I was trying to push the, not today, quite a few times over the last week, I've been trying to push the, co- the pod co-op brand. So when I see an opportunity for people to, you know, maybe kind of piss on the local media market and the bad podcasts and everything else, I quickly use it as an opportunity to plug the Jazz Pod co-op. And every time she's been there to like it and retweet it, so she must be a listener of ours and Hey, uh, she's got good. She's got good tweets out there too. So I definitely it, it didn't go unnoticed. So those are that's uh, we got a couple of vegetables, a couple uh, diet shastas in the produce corner. Someone snuck in some circus peanuts, but that's uh, Jared. Do you have anybody you want to throw in the produce section here? Uh oof. Besides your cousins, co- I, st- I stole his cousin, which is just <laughs> shocking to me. Um, I mean, I it's, see, U- I, I it's Utah. See, they're all cousins, so I can see it now. Though I really can. Um, <laughs> oh, he's not a blood relation. So. That's what I say. Utah, <laughs> it's all cousins. Uh, they're all cousins in some way. So I mean, actually, might be convinced that maybe just Jared the burner. Uh, not entirely. <laughs> I mean, he, he's a, he's as much as a cousin as you and Travis and Spencer are related. So no, he's married to my cousin Rachel. So yeah, I mean by marriage. So yeah. Oh, he's not, a real co- he's a real cousin. Okay, cousin. Yeah. Oh, just not a blood cousin. Yeah. Um, anybody, well, anybody, J Rod? Sounds like sounds like your cousin Rachel likes the dead guys that look like you. So, um, that's... <laughs> uh, what are you doing? What are you doing, step brother? Wow. <laughs> okay, I, I really don't. I, I don't have anything. Uh, uh, I'll just I'll, I'll well, just shout out. I'm uh, Valerie of Ohio again. We're gonna do some Twitch streaming together. I got a new laptop, so. Oh, that's true. She her her number one podcast on yeah. Spotify was uh, hitting the high notes. Fuck yeah, it is. Wait, wait, wait. Who? Valerie of Ohio. She tweeted us out and said I'm, uh, that we were her number one podcast on her oh, on her right. Spotify uh, thingy, whatever that's called. She's the goat. Goat. Yeah. So we're gonna do tw- we're gonna do some Twitch 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 streaming together. Ooh, excuse me. Nice. Um, all right. Sounds, sounds sexy. Logan, you, you had the best puke story. You'll go last. I'll go first. Um, uh, so back in junior high, I had this girl who, you know, in junior high you have different classes, right? So she was in my German class. Um, she was a year older than I am. But apparently she had this, like, huge crush on me. And um, if you know me, if you see me, I'm not – I'm I'm just – I'm, 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 I'm very average Joe. And so – 
like you know, she made it very obvious that she had a crush on me, and I was like, oh, I didn't know. I mean, and I was I was also like fourteen and fifth or fifteen, and really didn't know how to handle that. So I was just like, okay, I just kind of avoided it because um, she wasn't really my type. She was super like you didn't you didn't have the abs and the salt and pepper yet. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that is true. I, I might the salt and pepper started some sometime early, but maybe not that early. But one time, um, I was trying to sell tickets to something that I was doing. And she was like, I'll buy a ticket if you go to the dance with me. And it was like a Sadie Hawkins thing. I was like, oh. And I, I thought it was weird that she was, like, nervous to ask me. I was like, you should just ask me. I had already gotten asked by somebody else. So I was like, how about this? I'll, 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 we'll go. Let's go to the theater. My cousin's a little, a little theater in Salt Lake, the Off-Broadway Theater. And, like, why don't we just go uh, on this little date, you know? I couldn't drive, so my cousins went. So it was like a whole family thing. Like, my brothers went. My cousin, and then me and her, her and I. Like, we went to dinner, and it was cool, but again, she's super quiet and mousy, and I'm also not very good at dating, so I wasn't very conversational. And then we went to the theater, but then she got sick in the middle of it, so we sat in the lobby for the second half. And then on the way home, you know, we're just driving along. Uh, we borrowed my cousin's SUV because, uh, you know, we had a lot of us. And all of a sudden, she just, like, throws up on on the the you know, the floor. And, uh, I was like, and I told my cousin, I was like, uh, you need to pull over. She's like, why? I'm like, oh, she's, she threw up. She's going to throw up. No, she threw up. And we're like, she was like, she was so pissed. She's like, what? So like, you know, we get out and get her some air or whatever, drop her off. And I was like, all right. And I, you know, I, I obviously she probably was super embarrassed and I was just like, it's cool. You know, it, you know, shit happens. Like I'm not, it is whatever, but she never really talked to me again after that. So I was like, I felt bad because, uh, but I don't feel bad for her now. She's like married and, and probably has kids and stuff. But I was like, yep. Yeah. That, that, that was my, I think that was my first date. Now I think about it. Yeah. That's probably my first that, date that, too. That, that's, I mean, that's very on brand. And my favorite part is like the whole self deprecating dating part. You kept sprinkling throughout the whole thing while just glazing over the fact that you had two dates to a girl's choice only dance. <laughs> um, just don't, just let me, just, yeah. just let me glaze over, just let like, me glaze, like glaze a, over that one. Do, do, do we I'm count dances? I was with the ladies, but I had to take her to someone else. Do, you, know, do, we, count, do we count them a dances as a dance? I don't know. Uh, Jared, do you, have a, do you have a puke story? Uh, I can't really think of one. Oh, interesting. Sorry. Wow. No, I just, I, well, I've got, I mean, I've got, I've got two. I've got one for Jared. Okay. Um, <laughs> so for this, for this one, I'll be, for this one, I'll be little Jared in first grade. Um, I was I was in first grade. Well, I was Jared in first grade, and uh, some some. Oh, this is gonna be good because it's got my mom in it. Um, I mean, I mean Jared's mom. Um, so I'm sitting Jardin. in class. Yeah, Jardin, um, and <laughs> Jardin, um and she and, and some kid leans over and pukes on my leg, like just vomits oh, on my leg, vomits no. on my leg. This is like early in the morning, no. first or second grade. And so, yeah, like, it's like, okay, go down to the office, talk to someone, try to call your mom. This is before cell phone days. And so, like, my mom was always home, but she wasn't home that day. And I don't know where she was. Still to this day, I don't know where she was. So, Jardine, when you listen to this, I really want to know where the fuck you were that day. Off of um, my because, Doug. Dude, I, it was like first hour of the day I got puked on, on my leg. It was chocolate. It was brown. I don't know what it was. But it was clearly <laughs> on my legs. And I had to go through the entire day with the vomit on my leg. I had to go through lunch. I had to go through recesses. It even so happened to be that was PE day. 
And so I went all day long with the oh, vomit on my pant on my pant leg. They let you and, go back to school. They let you yeah, go back to school. Anyway, they, they never even pulled me out of school. I just they had me call my mom and send me back. That's to a class. They didn't give me a, that's a biohazard. <laughs> there was no biohazards back then. Um, there was they, they, that is a part that doesn't make any sense. How they send me back, and so my mom shows up with like four minutes left in the school day to pick me up. And says, "Hey, are you ready to go? It's time to go." And I'm like, "You made me wait the whole fucking day in someone else's vomit." And you show up four minutes left, Jardinet. And like, there's just so many parts of the story that are terrible. Like, I went through my entire day with vomit on my legs. Like you said, someone should have given me some sweatpants. They always got the poor kid sweatpants up front. Why couldn't I put them fucking on? Like, like why did I have to wear vomit all day? Oh, and that's why I am the way I am now. Jared, I'm, um, Jared, I'm sorry, man. That total pause rough. That was that's a that's bad. Like, yeah, that you was got... Ely, Nevada. That oh, was Neely. Oh, Ely, Nevada. I think that was the. <laughs> I think I lived in Ely, Nevada, three separate times. I think that was time two. Um, but the the better the better story was New Year's, probably like oh. five or six years ago. Oh. Uh, we had too many champagnes, you know, too many shots, and I was just I was in rough shape. Like I was in rough shape. Like you know you you know when you get to that limit and you know you get past and you can start to. I went and I sat on the toilet just so I'd stop the floor would stop spinning. And you're just trying to get it out of all all sides and all ends. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting on the toilet, and I feel that heavy feeling. You know that heavy vomit feeling, like, in the bottom of underneath your tongue? You know, mm. you can feel you can feel it coming? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. Like, I, because I'm, I'm actively shitting, like, badly. Like, because it's just, oh. I, I, it was, I couldn't get up. And I'm, like, scrambling. I'm like, where am I going to vomit? Like, this is going to be a huge mess. And I'm sitting down. And like in my greatest moment of clarity in my entire life, oh, no. I looked at, I looked down into my pants, which are at my ankles because you're taking a shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'll puke right there. And I leaned over and I just vomited into my pants. Like I just puked into my pants for like two minutes, just vomited into this perfect, perfect crevice that was there to hold my puke. And the best part was like there was no puke to clean up anywhere else. There was no puke on the floor. There was no puke mess. It was right there in that pocket. And I just puked. I puked in it. And I got up and I walked out with no pants on. And my brother Cameron's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I puked in my pants. I'm throwing them away. And I went and passed out. And the best part was Cameron was my little puke fairy that night. He went and cleaned my pants out for me. Took him out of the trash. Cleaned the vomit out because he couldn't see it. He couldn't stand to see a good pair of new Wranglers go to waste. <laughs> cleaned the vomit out for me. So when I woke up in the morning, I had clean Wranglers and... Uh, mom in, my, in my in my pan, my pan four holder. hours later your mom came to pick you up <laughs> yeah then, then yeah then the next morning my mom arrived with a breakfast burrito from Beto and, and rubbed my back ready, ready to go home um, said, I'm, so, I'm so sorry that it, puke stories are funny like you know, the guy who puked at the game is going to have a really good like you know it's you know, again people forgot about it a day later but it was funny um, uh, it was funny at the time so <laughs> I bet it's <laughs> Friends hasn't forgot about it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you have a good, I mean, your friends are going to be like, but no, you know, Joe Schmo on the streets not going to be making fun of him. Like yeah. that day, he's going to be the new story for that the, the day after, but that was it, you know? Right. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, his friends should make fun of him. Like, he definitely deserves to be made fun of for stopping the game for three hours. So <laughs> Jordan Clarkson was like, I don't know, they, they stopped the game for like 45 minutes. Like, it was like 10 minutes, Jordan. Like, <laughs> Clarkson was like, they stopped thinking for like forty five minutes. I'm like, Clarkson, you, you have a you have a you have an awful sense of time, man. <laughs> it was like 10, 15 minutes, but you know when you're living a good lifetime is just a 
time doesn't really matter. Yeah, sometimes time isn't it's real. faster, like, sometimes it's slower. Time is especially real. when you're especially when you're high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would like to thank Edibles for sponsoring our um, uh, for our uh, uh, sponsoring our pod today. Um, uh, edibles. Um, um, uh, they work Wrangler for je- Wrangler, Wrangler jeans. Wrangler jeans for yep. holding my vomit yep. nice and tight. Uh, speaking uh, of which, Fox, I'm uh, Fox uh, News. Fox News. <laughs> Jared, I'm a. Uh, um, it's Cantor Freedom. Freedom Cantor. Jared, uh, you, you look like someone that, that can't pleasure his wife. Um, uh, do you feel like you could be harder in bed? Because uh, um, uh, if you if you do, there's there's new sonic wave therapy that doesn't involve a pill. Um, uh, ED people, give us money. Oh my god! <laughs> that was like a legitimate plug there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of did. Oh, I, I feel like I, I feel uh, like ED but, commercials uh, could be better. I, like, let me read. Like, ED people, let I me read your. We I thought we'd actually finally landed one of those sponsorships. The way you did that read, I was <laughs> like, oh my god, we finally made it, guys. I can read it so much better than the guys on twelve eighty. I can read it so much better than than whoever you know local radio stations. Let me do them, guys. Pay me the money, and I'll you know I'll get people to get get your sonic wave therapy. You know, blast the sonic. You know, here, here we go. Ready? Hey, folks. You know what you need? You need a sonic boom to your nuts. Get that <laughs> sperm going. Ed. There you go. I don't know. I, I don't know why it's called Ed. <laughs> it's a very, very special, unique name it's called Ed. It's just Ed. Go get Ed. So. All right. Anyway. Don't uh, don't get Ed. Avoid Ed. Yeah. Avoid Ed. There you go. Great. Avoid the great avoid the Ed. So, That's all right. Well, hopefully this, um, uh, you know, <laughs> the first, the first 30 minutes of this, this, the podcast was a real bummer because we talked about jazz and then we talked about, um, uh, puke and, uh, ED and freedom and terrorism. It got a lot better. Like maybe we should like really shift our branding to, um, um to a different set of podcasting. <laughs> the jazz is a vehicle to talk to, for us to talk about, like make penis jokes and stuff, I guess. So. Oh my goodness! Uh, man, wait! Shout out to um, uh, you know, Milk's Forever, Valerie of Ohio, all the all the people that are in the uh, Marnay's uh, produce section. Uh, you can follow Jared at Go This Is Forty Nine. I'm uh, Jared. I'm uh, you, are you driving to Vegas? It's only like ten minutes away from where you are, right? Uh, no, it's more like six hours, man. Oh, that's 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 how long it is for uh, Logan to get there. So. Um, to Vegas now it's like twelve. <laughs> oh, all right. That's how that's how long it is for me to get there. Um, that's right. We, we're 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 a triangle. Or a tripod. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, so, um, uh, you know, the Utes are playing tomorrow in Vegas. Uh, go Utes. The Aggies are playing Saturday in Carson, California. Go Aggies. Uh, the Cougars are going to play sometime, uh, probably in, like, a guaranteed rate bowl or something like that. Who knows? Uh, go, go Cougars. So, uh, yeah, we, hopefully, hopefully, like, in El Paso on, like, the 27th of December or some shit. Yeah, and, like, oh. um, I don't know this guy, but I do want to shout out uh, this dude on that just completely took it to Dave Lombardi, who's just like the biggest Jimmy G stan on Twitter. <laughs> this guy Vish Kumaran, this this just incredible stuff, incredible work. Go go Niners, go Broncos, um, uh, go your football teams, yay football! Uh, we are like ten weeks away from football ending. God, like it feels like we, we should be close to football ending, and it's still we're like halfway through the season. An extra um, game feels like it's making it extra long. Oh my god, the extra game! I'm like, oh my god, like we're only on like game twelve. <laughs> they have six more weeks of this. Uh, yes, yeah, so go football, go football, go Jazz. Hopefully, the, the Jazz play the Celtics at Star Wars night uh, when this podcast is going to release Star Wars night. So, uh, if you remember correctly, <laughs> tomorrow's tomorrow Star Wars day. Yeah, uh, Star Wars night up for the Jazz. Jazz versus Celtics on. 
twelve three. I, I don't know why it's Star Wars Day, but it is. I don't uh, know. It's just the theme night to make some money. I uh, if you remember correctly, like four or five years ago, whenever Donovan's rookie season was, uh, that was also Star Wars night against the Pelicans when he went for like forty. So, oh yeah, um, yeah, it was a big night. And uh, the Celtics. Yeah, one, of the, one of the one of the best tweets I've seen recently was Shan. You know, Shan eight hundred one or Shan whatever yep. her handle Shan is. She goes back. She 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 tweeted something on the other day. She, after, I think it was after the Pelicans lost or something about. Now I see why y'all are trying to give your tickets away all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But laugh. This this year for me, I don't know. It just seems like I maybe it's just the algorithm feeding to me. But I feel like constantly every day it's, it's it's game day. It's a constant bombardment of DM me for jazz tickets, and it's. Yeah, I think I'm a, a bit, I mean, it's almost like that because I, I see a lot for Utes and Cougars too. You know, it's just like, I don't know, maybe we're back to being busy and, you know, it's, it's hard to like, it's hard to go out and watch games. Like you, Logan, Logan would rather watch a game on TV than go to the, than go to um, the Dole Center, even if he was here in Utah. So that's true. Yeah. I feel like I'm being accosted like I was as a child walking up and someone's like, need tickets, need tickets. <laughs> like Twitter on game day now. It's like some guy in a jacket with a fucking, somebody always got a pricing book. Yeah, exactly. Slapping it. <laughs> That's not that's not all they're slinging, especially speaking of Vegas right now. Yeah, that's a, I don't think I don't, they give those out anymore, do they? I think the COVID ended the little porno pamphlets, which is really I haven't been biggest. back yet. I mean, we should we should ask people who are out there right now. Like, hey guys, you guys seen all the you guys seen all of them? Uh, uh, you know, porno. Yeah, like it, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was porno, but I'm a just at Brown Bear. Hey Brown Bear. Yeah, you get, do you see that? Uh, I was going to get into a, a, a longer discussion of like the strippers and prostitutes of Vegas, but I don't think we have time. So, uh, follow Dragon Squatch at Dragon Squatch. Um, uh, are you going to put together that um, uh, Home Alone Lego set? Uh, is, is, are you guys doing Advent calendar style? Oh hell no! I'm going to do the whole thing this weekend. All right. Well, uh, are you going to? I, I saw the new Home Alone, um, and. I watched it with a, a buddy of mine that was visiting. We were playing board games, so we threw on something that we could kind of like not pay attention to. It was good, and then it was really bad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you guys really missed what made Home Alone really good. Then we watched the original Home Alone, and apparently he had never seen the original Home Alone, and I didn't know what life was about. So I'm like, I'm going to go watch Home Alone um, Home Alone 2 sometime this weekend. So we should watch it sounds together. Like sounds like you need to cut that friend out of your life. <laughs> you hear that, Eric? Fuck you, man. All right. <laughs> All right then. Well, um, uh, sounds good. You can follow me at Jazz Hinos. Give us a five star review, like um, uh, Ma More One. Um, uh, it helps our podcast out. Um, uh, we'll read your uh, five star review on air. If you give us less than a five star, we probably won't read it on air. Ah, who who knows? We, we... oh wait, uh, I think Jared's giving away something. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, shout out to anti racist. Uh, uh, anti racist jazz fan. Uh, yes. Yeah. Blair Hodges. Um, a life on anti racist. Anti-racist jazz. All right, so we've got a, got a few stickers uh, that I want to give away. So at the podcast and at, at Jazz High Notes on Twitter or on uh, Instagram. Yep, I'm a DM us your nudes. The biggest penis wins. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, the, exactly the brand that anti-racist jazz kind of associated with. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ring light challenge. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather not. If, if you're gonna, if you're gonna uh, send those, send those news. Make sure to send them to the Twitter handle. Uh... <laughs> or you, can, I mean, or you can send them to me. I mean, I just. I'm fine sending him. Send him to the Dragon's Watch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, DM us. Uh, DM us, I guess, and then Jared will figure out a way to send you stickers. They're really cool stickers. Yep. Put them on your. Put them on your water bottle. Put them on your laptop. Uh, put them on whatever. So, 
Are and, for, and, for, and for the losers of the competition, we'll be distributing out the dick pics we all source. So <laughs> you better you better come with a real heartwarming reason why you want this sticker. And I'm, uh, yeah, if I'm uh, if you I'm, uh, if you do send us dick pics, I'm, uh, we'll see if you need some of the ED medicine. So Sonic Boom. Funniest, funniest, funniest fake ad read for uh, whose ED product wins. It doesn't have to be ED. Funniest ad read for anything. I'll, I'll I will sling anything. I need the money so badly right now that. I will sling whatever. So, okay. Funniest ad read. Period. Period. Right, that's it. We'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, that was good. Who? Let's go a minute, an hour and twenty minutes. Fuck. <laughs> that, that went off the rails. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Wait, I did that. it an hour and 20 minutes I thought we start oh yeah we started at like 1140 yeah, that's because the jazz were so boring to talk about they're just like yeah the drug addiction spree was pretty dead on yeah I, was like, oh, I, need, more. I need more I need more to get me high <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I don't, but boy I don't have it at all I get really bitchy and itchy yeah, yeah so apt it was disturbing I was like oh shit <laughs> well, this is an addiction podcast, mom. I know. I was like, I was like, I was like uh, this, uh, the, this addict recovery. I was like, yeah, thanks, thanks, Marnay. That, that really, that really flowed well. We can put it. We can now. We can now put ourselves in a new genre on the old podcatcher. We can list ourselves as sports and addiction recovery, <laughs> or active, active addicts. Is that yeah. a category? Yeah, that's really. Like, you know, if, you, if if you love punishment, we, we should be BDSM. Ooh, yeah, exactly. We got we got lots of lots of opportunities there. <laughs> All right, you guys, I got eight crates of Epicac from Mort, all on my tab. Now, whoever goes the longest without puking gets the last piece of pie in the fridge. That's from the uh, bake sale that Lois was... Ooh, one down. I know somebody who won't be having any... I'm starting to feel funny. Well, I feel fine. I guess I'm going to... Oh, boy, that means I win. I get to eat... Oh, oh God. Why didn't anybody tell me? Oh my god, my insides are on fire! No, no, please, no more, no more. Dad, I'm scared.